Happy New Year, guys! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Welcome back to the Enablers Podcast. A whole 366 days that felt like freaking three months. Felt like three months? What felt do you like mean? three months. Because I feel like I only lived for three months. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see what yeah. you mean. I can't believe I, mean, I didn't explain that. What happened in 2020? It feels like it just went so quickly. I can't even remember what happened before August. <laughs> No, I can remember. I can remember. Quick what recap. Happened? January, I decided to do a spur of the moment trip to Spain. Best decision ever. And then uh, <laughs> February joined a nice gym. So February was gym moment. March was uh, then lockdown and then work from home and then work from home. And then April was birthday month and, you know, just cakes being delivered to my house. And then uh, then we started fasting and then we started working out from home and then June we had a bit of freedom to go around and then July it was like London was free for all they started meeting people so it's not really a lockdown and in August as well um, I started applying for jobs and interviews and then September was when I started having offers coming and then I had to resign and then October was when I had to move and think about saying goodbye then November I actually moved and quarantined and in December I was actually back home and starting my new life in Malaysia oh my god wow <laughs> you didn't even mention the podcast <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the podcast yeah July we started the podcast <laughs> If you can pick one highlight of the year, what would that be? In what sense though? Like career, friends? Oh, anything. Anything. You can pick and choose. Just one highlight. Okay, I'll start. I think because of the whole lockdown to some extent, I was basically, you know, mostly at home, like as any anyone out there as well. And because of that, I tend to uh, talk to my mom more often than I used to, even though you know, the calls were always really early in the morning or really late at night. It doesn't really bother me because I'm just going to be at home anyway. Um, so in hindsight, that was kind of a kind of a nice thing. Well, I think the biggest highlight would be coming back home uh, for me because I knew that with the pandemic, uh, getting a job was going to be harder mm -hmm. to move back. So the fact that I did get a job and I'm back home now, mm -hmm. I think that's a major highlight. And I'm, I, I have been happy back in Malaysia. It's been nice to be back home with family and be back at home. I'm torn up between three things to share, but I will pick this oh. one because this is the end of the highlights. <laughs> okay, go for it. I think when you guys first started talking to me about, hey, you guys want to do a podcast, I was really like, hmm, for what? <laughs> but I think now in retrospect, after we've done this for almost half a year now, Mm -hmm. um, I, I really enjoyed this uh, and I was speaking to my partner yesterday and saying that oh I do find this podcast as a medium for me to express myself and hence a form of therapy for me mm -hmm. uh, which I do appreciate and value very much so yeah that was a highlight for me unexpectedly really good thing that came up from this venture that I'm doing with you guys so yeah, that was, uh, that was a real highlight. Yeah, I mean, we are on our 25th episode, 24th episode. I don't know, but we, are, we have gone over the 20th episode and I think there's no stopping and I don't know when <laughs> we're going to stop until our creative juices run dry. I think we're just going to power through. <laughs> so I must mention this because Mungat keeps saying that he wants to talk about the struggles of content creation <laughs> as a topic of a podcast. But... <laughs> 
that in itself <laughs> is the milestone for content creators to say when they've almost given up on what, what kind of content to talk about. So we're not just there yet. Okay, we still have at least a year left of topic. We, we have 50, yeah. we have 50 more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Also, there's like three of us. Like, surely there's enough content to think about within three of us. <laughs> so, it, if it takes a creator a year, then it should take us three years. <laughs> As per like a lot of people talking about how hard 2020, it's easy to kind of go down that route if you know if you don't look out for the positive things that have happened in your life. Sure, it's a bit grim, but uh, essentially, as a human, you don't want to be, you know, on the down low for so long. So mm. um, it's nice, you know, to look for the little highlights. I think one thing I've started doing earlier this year, when I say earlier, it's like probably six months ago, um, is to do this. Um, I, w- I wouldn't want to call it a gratitude journal because mm-hmm. it's so cliche. But what I did was... Um, Every single day, I would write down one sentence about what happened that day that is significant. So the theory is that if you were to come back home to your significant other or to your family, what would be the story of the day that you would tell the person? It can be as mundane as like, um, I don't know, you accidentally bump into someone and then Mm -hmm. someone said like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, and then complimented you on your, I don't know, your jacket or your coat or something. So it's just little things. So I've started doing that six months ago. And then when I was doing my whole annual review, um, it was kind of nice to look over it because obviously some of the things are not significant enough for me to, to remember. But the fact that I wrote it down made me remember of that moment. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a nice reminder. Well, first of all, what you have is very close to a gratitude journal cliche I know, or not. but i don't want to call it that <laughs> but it's, it's interesting to, for you to say that it's nice to look back on things that you write daily because well as the two of you know i have really bad memory but um early december i started committing to writing daily uh, on a blog on things which i thought about observed or learned on the day mm-hmm. and i've been going I think consistently writing every day and the same as what you said, Kyren, it's a really good thing to have, to be able to refer to, to just be able to reflect on what you actually thought on the day that you wrote the thing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I find myself um, thinking a lot of the same things, but because I'm now writing it on paper mm-hmm. or in this case on the internet, I am now able to construct upon yeah. those thoughts and develop those ideas further, which has been really great uh, for my own learning and self-improvement, I think. Yeah, I think annual review is um, something that people should get more into because I think I've only started it, uh, I want to say last year, but I wasn't too serious about it. Um, I think this, the, well, when I say last year, is 2019. Oh man, I kept forgetting that we're already in 2021. Um, so last, well, this year, 2020 has been the year where I think I took this whole annual review thing a bit more seriously because for me, it's always been resolutions. Um, me wiping out the year before and just like, okay, it's time to move on. Like new year, new me, mm-hmm. you know, that hype. Um, but then it's also not not conducive to know where you stand and how you progress throughout the year and make changes according to that. I think that's like really useful. 
What's your process for your annual review then? Do you have a certain structure? Uh, not necessarily. I think for me, I just looked back at um, what I've achieved for the year. And I think that kind of stood out. Um, and what where I stood with my New Year's resolution at the start of the year, did I achieve the things that I wanted to do? Mm. Um, if I didn't, what happened? And, you know, it's just like more of a um, review and then see what I kind of can do better. Like what what is the flaw in the system that I currently am using? I don't really particularly have a structure. I think it's more based on like common sense to some extent, but I know I should probably look into structure to make it more cohesive. So I used to not do annual reviews. Uh, so this was perhaps like five years ago. And then uh, from there on, I started doing annual reviews just using simple tools like Google Sheets or like Trello, where mm-hmm. I would actually categorize every year what kind of goals I want for categories. So I usually divide it into physical, mind, spiritual, education, career, and finance. That's usually my six goals. And at least start of the year, I'll write certain goals that I want. Mm. And then the next year, I'll just review in terms of what I achieve. Usually, the following year, I'll just review it. And I'm like, God damn, I've not achieved any of these. <laughs> reason being because there's no, that I did not include in my system to actually review it from time to time. It was just a, a point in time every start of the year for me to write on those goals. But I never really pursue it further, which is why I've stopped doing it um, mm-hmm. for 2019, 2020, to be honest. Yeah. So that's why it's something that, I mean, you should just write it down and then just chuck it away and then forget about it almost <laughs> when they discover it and then look back and then track how far along you've come with those goals. Because I remember when I moved into my one bedroom flat in 2019, I think. And then I came up with this phrase, uh, project happiness, because at one <laughs> point I was quite unhappy. And I, I looked back into that document about what it was and it listed out a few things and I can't quite remember, but I knew one thing was some form of media production, either Ooh. a YouTube channel or a vlog or something. So, so. I just found a document on Project Happiness uh, and it was number, it was just two bullet points. (laughs) It was one of Cheesecake Project and number two was a YouTube channel. (laughs) And bear in mind, this was written in 2019, January, when I thought I could do so many things in my one bedroom flat. And when I had written it down, I had forgotten all about it in 2019, moved on to 2020. And then I started a podcast and then I also started making cheesecake as well, mm-hmm. uh, coincidentally. Yes. yes. And, and then when I found this document, I was like, oh shit, I actually um, somehow... Kind of did something about it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did something about it. And not it was not exactly the same thing, but it's similar. Same you know? trajectory. Um, so, so yeah, so I think it's worthwhile writing it down because it at least helps you flush down whatever aspirations and um, resolution that you have in your mind, write it down, forget about it, or do it somehow subconsciously because you can't always be pursuing like 10 different goals in your daily life, can you? When did we do the whole vegan challenge? Was it in 2020 January or 2019 January? 2020 January. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, oh, also back to the point that you made, Magat, 
I mean, to some extent, I kind of don't agree. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want my goals to be chucked to the side and then just happen that I'm doing it. But then, you know, your 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 goals were were only two, and they're quite major. So in some ways, it's kind of in your brain. Like, you know what you're gonna want to do, and that's what you headed into. I think I think the whole media production started with the whole vegan uh, thing that we wanted to try, right? Because you said oh, yeah. you could do the whole daily vlogging and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That went to shits. So, so what Murgat did was instead, every day he'll take a video of him waking up, making his, I think it was peanut butter bagels or something. <laughs> and he yeah, will be not, he, will, he will not post this anywhere, but just send it to, to our WhatsApp group. <laughs> and we had to watch like the whole 10 minutes video. <laughs> it was not a 10 minute video. Do not be, uh, do not lie. Okay, yeah, it's like seven minutes. <laughs> it's 20 seconds. <laughs> I, I agree with Mungan in terms of writing it down. But I think what's what I found effective in 2019 especially. Uh, so that was the year where I focused a lot on my fitness goals. And mm-hmm. I knew that I had tried a few times before where I wrote certain goals and it didn't work for me because I would I chucked it away. Instead of what I did was actually state the goals publicly and put it on social media. It was a form of accountability for me, and yeah. that's why it sort of pushed me um, to continue with my goals. And it's the social pressure and the reputation mm. at stake that kind of, I think, made me do it and go through with it. Of course, I feel a few times, but just the fact that I put it out in the public for the sake of, hey, look at me, I'm trying to do this. And, and I do get friends supporting me here and there, which it was really mm. great. Uh, which I found worked for me too. Uh, but those weren't like long-term goals. It was always like 30 days, maybe two months, maybe three months, mm. and always posting progress so that you're accountable not only to your friends, but also to yourself, right? I think yeah. that kind of worked for me and that's something that I still practice now today. So do you think like it's better, it's easier, especially for us human to, you know, low attention span to work on like mini goals rather than have like a massive year end goal yeah this is something that i learned recently from my two other friends ryan and james Mm -hmm. ryan and james if you're listening hey guys (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they they talked about tim ferris's book called 12 week year Mm -hmm. which focuses on the fact that uh, we human beings only have a shorter time span in terms of reaching our goals. And yeah. hence, we should focus our plans and efforts within a shorter time and span. Mm. And what he says is, you should only think of a year as 12 weeks. So only make your resolutions as far as 12 weeks, plan for it, focus, and execute it well. And I've not tried this um, for myself, but... My friends who've tried it so far seem to find it useful for them, which maybe you guys, if you guys are interested, check it out. Uh, Tim Ferriss' 12-week year. That makes sense. I mean, even in newfound budgeting techniques, we prefer short-term targets Mm -hmm. to complement long-term targets because you need to be able to untangle what is a 10-year or three, four-year plan into something more bite-sized, something more gradual, something more, you know, short-term, I think. So, yeah, I mean, those principles are not foreign at all. I think to me, 12 weeks is still long, 
to me personally i would probably go for like a one month challenge even one month for me is like freaking long i've reread uh, atomic habits recently mm-hmm. what i did is instead of reading the whole book in like a day or two i read each chapter every single morning and then try to practice whatever that is um talked on that chapter for that day and then included it on the next day and then the next day and then it just compounded and i think that's like more much more practical way as well because but a lot of um a lot of the things that they that he talked about are pretty much common stuff like you already knew uh, about making habits small so you can stick better with it and then increase it over time and the whole implementation is like um, you start small you create accountability make it easy make the system easy when you first start like a new year's resolution you always want to go big like you want to achieve massive yeah. things yeah um, and you have to understand when the start of the new year is fresh a clean slate your motivation is still high but you have to consider when the time when your motivation is on the down low there's you know it's the time where you have to actually push yourself pick yourself up discipline's going to pull through but if you make it too big chances are you're going to fall off you're you're not going to continue with it because then you start reasoning on why the heck am i supposed to go run in like 7am in the morning when it's winter so i think that's a really good point it reminded me of something that i read recently about what they call a 85% rule. Oh, the 80/20. No, it's a bit different. <laughs> so the 85% rule is something that they observe done by this Olympian sprinter, Carl Lewis. Ooh. So comparing to other sprinters during his time, a lot of them were just sprinting max speed and accelerating mm-hmm. and they were all ahead of him at the first half of the race. Mm. whereas he will usually start behind but at the end of the race whereas they have already almost exhausted their energy and they're just mm-hmm. trying to push themselves 120 mm-hmm. that that ex- overexertion exhausts their energy and Carl Lewis who's always running at just 85 percent mm-hmm. will just be um, chasing them and then overcome them at the end of the day and oh. even at the end of the race he'll just be running at the same pace and then he will go for his next sprint and he can keep that momentum in. I think what we can learn from that is that though we want to finish the race, we want to complete it and reach our goals as quickly as possible, pacing is very important. And I think that's something that you perfectly described, Kyrin, in terms of building those atomic habits, right? Mm. Um, the compounding effect is something that we shouldn't underestimate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Compounding effect, guys, like 1% increase every single day makes a whole lot of difference after 365, a year, 365 mm. days. Yeah. Mm. 365%. <laughs> more than 365%. <laughs> but I mean, if it's compounding, it shouldn't be 365, right? It'll be so much more. It should be more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Can't even calculate the math in my head right now. <laughs> I mean, now. you can, but let's, I mean, it's, um, guys, it's midnight in London now. <laughs> <laughs> so. When did we really start making resolutions? Because as far as I remember, to be honest, I don't think I've had any meaningful resolutions until I actually left university. The only resolution I remember having pre-university was when I was in school uh, in Malaysia. 
where term time was in line with the new year. So the first of January is when you also start your new um, new form and school ends by the end of the year. So you could plan in line. And the biggest one I had at the time was I wanted to get a scholarship to study abroad, which I got in the end. However, when we started going into university or college, your term time does not coincide. So by the time you start a new year, you're halfway through your academic year. Mm -hmm. So there, were, there, there wasn't really a point of doing a New Year's resolution for that part of your life, which represented a huge you know, percentage of your time mm -hmm. spent emotional, you know, mental allocation on that part. I think the only form of resolution we had were more on the side, like trying to be healthier, eat better, exercise more and stuff, but nothing, nothing that you could plan really on. On a time boundary. You could plan in line with the year that everyone is celebrating because your mm. year starts differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense. But then also I would like to contradict that statement. I think for me, I, you know, I think all of us would agree that everyone, each one of us is quite competitive to an extent. Um, so I think that during the start of the year, uh, I, also, I kind of, I kind of agree that I only started my whole New Year's resolution thing after I finished uni, um, when I started working, because then by then you have freedom of time and freedom of um, choice and having your own money. So um, you get to guide your life whatsoever. But to me, I think New Year's resolution is a little bit intimidating because everyone is having like, you know, this list that they would uh, put on social media, like Ruiz to, for accountability. And then I would then feel bad about my resolution because it will be very minimalistic because that's, that's what I know I can achieve, possible for me to achieve and focus better. So then I've decided to move on on actually doing my major New Year's resolution during my birthday. It's more sense mm -hmm. because essentially I'm getting older every single time. Like I'm not following, you know, 1st of Jan till 31st of December. Um, so a lot of my annual review and resolutions happen in September. Mm -hmm. um, hashtag presence on September 17th. <laughs> And um, yes, in essence, I don't think, you know, it's, it's nice to have like a new year clean slate to start off fresh and strong whatsoever, but I'm never, it shouldn't be an issue for people to want to start a new year's resolution. You can start mid-year, you can start in like whatever time before, maybe, you know, um, you got caught into this massive issues with your life so you need to settle that first um and then just so happen that it's like uh june or july yeah start then sure as long as you start something i think that's like the major key true agreed it's always just good to have a point in time that you have a checkpoint because mm. for all these people who say oh i hate new year's resolution i hate <laughs> it why does everyone do new year's resolution and stuff so uh but the, the, the point of the thing is just to have a mark at some point in time for you to recalibrate and think about your goals and your life and ambition because otherwise, and when do you think about it? If you do, it's fine. Yeah. But if you don't ever and you 
refuse to acknowledge the fact that some resolution or some thought introspection is important, then I think that may not be the best. Because that always try to be better, a better version of you at some point. So for people who are a bit skeptic on New Year's resolution, I think they just don't want to join into the hype of New Year's resolution, but I'm pretty sure they have their own goals and things that they want to achieve. Exactly. Never underestimate people having their own New Year's resolution. I think that's like a good thing, What, however way that you're going to do it. So I guess a more focused question is, what is our 2021 resolution for the podcast? Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I don't know about what you guys think. We've not discussed this earlier, but put <laughs> <laughs> everyone on the spot. But I think I'd like to push for us. Um, let's let's bring this podcast to the next level, right? Because we've done the conversations among the three of us, which is great. Mm -hmm. I think we want to continue that, but we're also open to more collaborations, or rather, mm -hmm. any collaborations in twenty twenty one, and perhaps even some kind of sponsorship. I think we do take this podcast seriously and uh, we are open for any kind of collaborations in the podcast or even any kind of sponsorships for the podcast. That's definitely something that we are looking for. So for anyone who's listening out there, if you guys think you guys can help out and contribute in those regards, and even maybe like guests um, speakers for the podcast that'll be really great yes uh, know someone or want someone to be on our podcast as a guest let us know at the enablers pod we're on instagram and twitter more than happy to start bringing in guests and have a collaboration that'll be fun actually that is true i mean at least you won't get sick what? listening to all of us talking <laughs> Okay, before we end this podcast for today, we'd like to share with you one of our New Year's resolution with you guys. You know, just for accountability. For me, I want to learn how to dive because I'm back in Malaysia and it permits you to be island life. I am so jealous. I want to be island life guy. I am so jealous. <laughs> Plus, you can't do international traveling and I don't foresee that happening in the next few months until the very end of the year. So the only thing you could do is... um become an island life guy hashtag island life guy <laughs> it's where getting a tan is a sign of privilege <laughs> the sun and the ocean does good things to people and life. may life be longer good on you <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm not trying to showcase privilege i just really want to go to the island and sit by the beach and be stress-free sound of the ocean is calming my eczema heals with clean sea water Aww. i think you know because we lead less stressful lives cool look forward <laughs> to hearing uh, your stories and seeing photos on instagram not jealous at all one can dream for it truth be told don't even know <laughs> when I'm going to be doing it? Uh, I think for me, so I've recently started my own consultancy and also doing my own thing. Uh, I think one resolution or one goal is to really establish this digital nomad, hashtag digital nomad <laughs> lifestyle. What is happening I mean, my friend? <laughs> I mean, Mugat has a hashtag. I want a hashtag too. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, yeah, it's. I think that's that's something that I really want to work on this year to be able to uh, make it on my own. And yeah, that's something I'm passionate for and want to continue working on. 
Well, one of my New Year's resolution after so many freaking setbacks from my, from my PhD uh, is hashtag Kyrene graduated. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kyrene gets a job. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, but priority is PhD first. Um, so to our listeners, what are your one resolution that you promised yourself that you're going to stick through um, 2021? Let us know at the Needlers Pod. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. Either or, reach out to us. It'll be fun to kind of interact with you guys. And till the second week of 2021, see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. And let's start this 2021 running.